Talk Radio 77 WABC. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Great John Lennon celebrating a birthday today. Strawberry Fields forever. It is 9.33 on your Monday morning. This is Columbus Day, big day here in New York. But um, regardless of all the celebration this morning with three great guests, mind you, Joe Piscopo, Chaz Palminteri, and Angelo Bibolo, what's happening in Israel is certainly uh, providing a cloud, if you will, over, over anything that's relatively celebratory today. It just is. Aaron Cohen is a very impressive guy. Thank you to Aaron, too, for used to be Twitter. Now it's called X. For Is it called Xing Out now, not tweeting out? Xing Out. Uh, yesterday afternoon, that will be on with me this morning, and then we'll spend time on Fox Business this afternoon with Neil Cavuto. That was very, very nice. Aaron Cohen is a nationally recognized counterterrorism expert, and he actually, this is unbelievable, was one of Keanu Reeves' instructors for the John Wick franchise, which my wife likes. So let me get to Aaron right away. And before we get to the real serious conversation about what's going on in Israel, what was it like working with Keanu on all those John Wick movies? Uh, well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, good, to, good to talk to you, Sid. Uh, by you. the way, I'm a big fan of Chaz Terry. So let me know when Chaz is going to do part two of that play. <laughs> that, uh, that Bond is movie. I'm ready to bring the, the Jewish kosher angle. I love it. I'm glad you were uh, listening. What like working with Keanu? Ke- uh, Keanu's a doll. He's a doll. Uh, I've been working in film and television uh, for about 15 years. Uh, I did my first acting job in Steven Soderbergh's film called Haywire. I uh, was hired to train the actors. Uh, you know, I teach the Israeli flavor. The camera loves it. It looks great. And I uh, was brought on by the director to train Keanu Reeves um, early in the franchise. Uh, the, the stunt coordinator called me up and said, hey, hey, man, he goes, uh, you're the closest thing I know to John Wick. I need you to spend some time with Keanu. And so I did uh, a, a lot of his concealed carry training, a lot of his uh, room clearing training, uh, you know, just a lot of the tactics that I was taught in Israel in my unit. Uh, and I was in a unit that dressed up as, uh, as Arabs to, uh, to be able to infiltrate terror neighborhoods undetected. Uh, you know, we can't drive around in Humvees. Uh, uh, you know, you'll get bombed. Right. So uh, we're able to work in small units, you know, three, four guys, uh, infiltrate terror hotbed neighborhoods. Uh, you know, grab terrorists, throw them in a car, and bring them back to Israel for trial and interrogation. And so that's all plainclothes work. And so it really informed the John Wick character. Now, he's had a lot of instructors. Uh, you know, he's trained with, with some of the Gracies, you know, who are the top Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys in the world, uh, the Machados. Uh, he's trained with uh, some, some amazing sports shooting 
world champions, you know, so I was a piece of a larger collective, but, but me and Keith spent a lot of time together. He's a sweet guy. Uh, he's a Canadian. I was also born in Canada. So, you know, I just always, I get along with him very well. Uh, and he's a, you know, he's a brilliant student. He loves to learn. Yeah. He loves to train. It's, it's part of his uh, lifestyle. So, uh, uh, we spent months together and had a great time. He's a great actor, no question about it. I thought he was exceptionally good in private Idaho, too. But let me get to um, you and, and your life. And you talked about training in Israel and, you know, playing clothes and, and capturing terrorists. And, you know, Aaron, for me, the, the most shocking – well, not the most shocking. The most shocking is how these animals are treating Israelis. But one of the most shocking parts of this horrible three days is that Israel – widely recognized and deservedly so as the world leader in intelligence. I mean, we know here in the United States we rely on you guys so often for your intelligence. And the fact that they were able to put this thing together and paragliding and cyber attacks and explosions and then spend upwards of five hours, five hours, going back and forth with zero, and I mean zero, Israelis stopping them. The, the world that has come to respect the Israelis, what happened on Saturday? Well, it's, 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 perplexed, it's perplexed me and, and a lot of my friends. You know, I'm 47 now, and so the people that I came up with in the Israeli special forces, you know, these are command staff level uh, intelligence guys and IDF leaders now. So, you know, I've been able to get great information out of Israel and help with some of the communications to put messaging out. Everybody's a little perplexed. Everybody's a little perplexed, and the reason why is because it was several hours. Um, but I don't think, Sid, now's the time to point fingers. I can assure you heads will roll, but in the, in, in the spirit of respecting the operations that are ongoing right now, obviously there's a lot of people who are, who are going to be angry and emotional, and we've seen the footage of what's real and what's not. Let me say to your viewers also, we don't know what's real and what's not with that footage. You know, a lot of that footage is real, but a lot of it's not. A lot of it's not. A lot of it's not cooperated. So images that you're seeing, remember that the uh, that Hamas uh, uh, likes to embellish and they like to twist things and they like to make things look like they're not. And so you know they'll repost anything. So just be mindful of what you digest yeah. uh, when it comes to yeah. looking at content. But yeah. I will say this: uh, heads are going to roll in Israel, Sid. We don't play around. Uh, this is human lives we're talking about, but. Uh, um, there was a window of time, and there was an intelligence failure that allowed several hours for attacks on multiple fronts. But I also want to say this. You, you know, we're – this is all low-tech error, but that's the way terror works. you got paragliders. You know, you got small boats getting gunned down. Um, you've got dirt bikes. You've got ATVs. You've just got these animals coming in, you know, cutting through fences and hitting a rave in the south of Israel grabbing Israelis, bringing them down into tunnels, bringing them back into Gaza, multiple hostage situations. This is, this is even though this has shocked Israel and we're in a state we're declaring war right now, uh, and it's very real, and I think it's important, the declaration of war, because it justifies major action. The fact is that Hamas has been kind of pawing at Israel for, for, for years, since the late 80s. So when I came into the unit, in, in the in the mid-90s, we'd been at this for 10 years, and it was a hot time when I was there. Pizza shops were blown up left and right. Bus stations were blown up. There's a lot of kind of teasing Israel. Israel's always had to be very restrained with its responses because the only thing we'd hear about in the media is Palestinians getting killed. 
as a result of Israeli retaliatory responses. So there's an upside to this situation, even though uh, 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 several hundred people have potentially been kidnapped and uh, uh, upwards of, uh, you know, however many deaths we've seen. And these guys are savages. I'm not making excuses for them. They're savages. That's why units like mine in Israel exist. But we haven't declared war in 50 years. And I believe that this declaration is really important on the macro level in terms of strategy. Because now we can go into Gaza and we can wipe it up. Well, you got to be careful, though. You know, you say go into Gaza and wipe it up. And I had this discussion earlier with Alex Trayman, who is a Jerusalem bureau chief with the Jewish News Syndicate. He's actually He was live in Jerusalem this morning when I spoke to him. And we talked about the hostages. I know, Aaron, this is uh, right in your wheelhouse. This is what you do, the hostage negotiations. We don't know where these hostages are. We also, uh, the consensus is that wherever they are, it is probably booby-trapped. So if, in fact, Israel decides to do what they did with Idi Amin in Uganda back in 1976, they may be walking into their own death trap. So it's not as easy as, hey, let's just blow Gaza off the map, because right now there's at least 135 Jewish people there, and we know how much Israelis cherish each and every life. That's a good point you're making, Sid, and I see where you're going with this. Uh, When I say mop Gaza up, I mean dial up the aggressiveness and dial up the intensity to a level that Israel hasn't done before. But regardless of how aggressive Israel gets in Gaza or the West Bank or anywhere in the world where we're conducting operations, we always operate with a high degree of selectivity. That's that's, that's part of the Israeli staple. Uh, We target buildings. We knock. We drop leaflets. We don't – you know, if this was the United States, they would turn Gaza into a lake. So but let me let, let me let me reorient myself uh, just so we're clear. Everything that we do is with a degree of selectivity and with a very high degree of um, respect for civilians. We don't kill civilians regardless of what messaging people hear. Uh, I can tell you firsthand the, the amount of beatings I've gotten to make sure that I capture a terrorist alive. One, because he's more useful than killing him. Killing a terrorist is easy. Capturing him and bringing him back for interrogation and trial to prevent the next attack is difficult. Avoiding collateral damage requires a a, a very high degree of training to make sure that when we've got units on the ground lazing those targets so that our F-16s can put missiles strategically placed into a bedroom inside those buildings, there's men on the ground who make sure those missiles get there uh, with specialized equipment. So we don't turn Gaza into lakes. We actually appreciate the Palestinian people. We have Arabs who live inside Israel who serve in our government, who serve in our police, who serve in our military. They're Muslims. They're good people. What you're seeing right now is the formulation of not only the rescue of Israelis, but you're seeing the formulation of the rescue of the Palestinians from Hamas, who forcefully took over Gaza with no free election. We're doing the Palestinians a favor. Yeah. Regarding the hostages, regarding the Jews who've been taken hostage, complex. Uh, There were several, uh, just some real-time intel for your listeners. There were two, several operations, pardon me, conducted last night by Israel's National Yamam, or the uh, Israeli National Police Hostage Rescue Unit. They've been been operating on multiple fronts in the southern Israel. Uh, They just rescued a handful of uh, uh, Israeli Jews who were being uh, held captive inside the main dining hall of a kibbutz called Beri in southern Israel, right on the eastern border of Gaza. Uh, There was another rescue that occurred in a small Israeli city called Ofakim, where a separate Yemam team, and let me remind you, these guys are on the level of SEAL Team 6 or Dev Group or Delta Force. 
all they do. In fact, let me make this clear. Israel may not have invented hostage rescue, but we perfected it. We not only liberated the 103 hostages from Entebbe, Uganda, which you mentioned earlier in the conversation, when Black September took uh, Jews, flew them into the Uganda airport. Now, we not only went there and dressed up as local army and landed our troops onto an airport. It's the same unit that Benjamin Netanyahu served in, the same unit that uh, Ehud Barak, the former prime minister of Israel, served in, the same unit that Bibi's older brother was tragically killed in on that uh, very raid. He is a national treasure, by the way, Yoni, national treasure. book's been written about him. I talk about him in my book, Brotherhood of Warriors. We perfected the, – the Brits may have invented hostage rescue. We perfected it. We, we did the first aircraft hostage rescue in the 70s as well, the Sabina takeover. Uh, and what you're going to see is Israel at its finest right now, which is selective operations. So the Yamam also, in the southern part of Israel, liberated about 15 hostages, which were being uh, 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 held on that kibbutz called Beri, and then in Ofakim. We don't, I haven't been able to confirm the number of hostages that were rescued, but two members of that unit uh, were lightly injured, and one is severely injured and mm. in, the, uh, mm. and in the hospital in Beersheba. But this is a very, very elite unit. Uh, reservists are being called up from around Israel. Now, we have a half a million reservists. We lean on these reservists to be able to conduct operations. They're the meat and potatoes of the Israeli security apparatus. Uh, reservists are getting called up like crazy. So I believe that what you're going to start seeing now is the preparation for an offensive. I think there's going to be a smokescreen that's used for our hostage rescue teams to be able to now go into Gaza and start getting those hostages out. But it's very difficult. It's actually more difficult than the ones we're seeing in Israel. Said the reason why is because it's like a murder. The longer you wait to get the, to, to, to get accurate intelligence and send a team to go breach and kill terrorists inside of a structure with perfectly straight shots, not to kill Safta and Saba and the grandmothers and the grandfathers inside those structures being held in Gaza, there's probably upwards of, there may be 700 people in there. It, it's We've never seen anything like this. In fact, this is probably the most significant hostage siege in the history of modern warfare. But this is what Israel does best. This is where Israel shines. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, but, but what about what I, what I talked about earlier? I mean, look, unlike uh, Israeli soldiers don't want to die. We, we, we value life. Israelis, Americans, these animals don't care. They, they feel like they're going to go see 72 versions. And I keep hearing that there's a lot of folks who think these are booby-trapped. And when, in fact, people like you, brave souls like you, Aaron Cohen, make your way towards these hostages and these uh, people, that they, they're, they're going to blow these things sky high. They don't care if they all die. I mean, I know you guys have, have thought about that. That it's interesting, but uh, uh, a stereotype might not be is uh, we don't want to die as you think when it comes gotcha. to come on. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> when you look at these guys in the eyes, everybody gets a little afraid. So, you, you know, we want to be – don't believe the hype. Got it. Everybody's got a mother. Everybody's got a cousin. Everybody's got a brother. The Muslims right. are good people. The Muslims right. are good people, Sid. Uh, uh, but, but everybody's tune changes when they're staring down the working end of an AR. So I, I, again, taking it back to this, though, we're going to see it's going to be a major offense of being prepared. Hamas is pod long enough at a, at, a, at a sleeping bear that's now being woken up. The Israelis are being woken up. The Israelis are very upset right now with the government. A lot of contention right now. Uh, they feel like Israel's very divided uh, politically. The Israelis feel like they've been slighted. You know, where was where was the IDF? I want to say this. Uh, and Goldemeyer said this years ago, we can't protect every, every, every fence, every inch of fence. We can't protect every, every door. We can't protect every hole. We can't protect every wall. Now, again, that, that there's units dedicated to that, uh, that wall on the border with Gaza. It perplexes me that there was so much time to wait. It perplexes me that the Mossad and the Shin Bet services, our intelligence services, which, which are some of the finest in the world, weren't able to provide real-time intelligence to be able to prevent this. I don't want to speak prematurely as to what happened again, uh, but now's not the time. The time right now is to secure the pockets of southern Israel to make sure those areas are sterile, that there's no more terrorists running around gunning people down inside homes, uh, gunning it out in the streets, running room to room, killing people, running into a Which, by the way, we, we, don't, we don't know that. There's a, there's a healthy amount of folks who believe that uh, a lot of these terrorists that infiltrated Israel are still there and are somewhere. Uh, they, just... are. they are. These pockets are still being cleared, Sid. This is an ongoing situation. So you think of Columbine or you think of an active shooter situation, which makes national headlines in Israel. Every time one of these whacked out kids goes into a school and opens fire, uh, we had about uh, a thousand of them coming to Israel. Aaron, so just, uh, all, to give, just to give context, yeah, all I so can... we're still sterilizing those pockets. Yeah, uh, one is to get Israel sterile. Two is to uh, counter attacks, uh, and then three is to figure out how the hell the breach happened. Those are the order of operations right now coming from uh, command in Israel. Well, I'm praying for uh, for those folks. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of folks here in America, not in Israel, like you are today, that uh, have been ruined the last couple of days. I mean, completely ruined, destroyed. And uh, yeah, folks like you, Aaron, I, I, I can't say enough. I can't thank you enough for hopping on this program today. You just gave out some really, really big information. I really appreciate that. And 
I hope uh, your family and friends in Israel are safe. And please, over the next couple of days, please keep coming back. This was a great conversation. God bless I you. I will. I will. And I've got, I've got people on the ground who are feeding me information, uh, which has been very helpful. People just kind of they, they don't really know what's going on. It's hard to decipher what's good, in, you know, what's real information, what's not. Uh, 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 I'll definitely be back on with you, and I'll fill you in uh, uh, as more as the situation continues to unfold. So sit tight. We'll be in touch. God bless you, Aaron. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Bye, buddy. Aaron Cohen. There he is.